0: Hello everybody and welcome to episode 7 of Wrestling With My Mind. Um, This week we have uh, a pretty long interview, about an hour long interview I think it is, um, with one of my longest friends. Um, His name is Bill and we are going to be starting a podcast together, um, which was the reason we've got him on the show this week uh, to talk a little bit about that. Um, We veer off and talk about a few different other things as well, um, which uh, makes it quite a cool interview. Um, Always enjoy hanging around with Bill, Uh, so it was really good to get him on the podcast and have a a chat with him and stuff. Uh, So yeah, you'll listen to that in a little bit. Um, But right now what I wanted to talk about is uh, a couple of films that I've been to see this week. Uh, First off, on I think it was Monday or Tuesday. Uh, I can't remember. I think maybe Tuesday. Um, I went to go and watch the new Aladdin, the new Disney Aladdin's film, uh, the live-action one. Um, so I thought I'd talk to you a little bit about that and uh, a little bit about how it sort of stacks up with the old original Aladdin, which was one of my favourite films when uh, when I was younger. Um, so the the film starts pretty much. Similar to the way um, the cartoon version starts, uh, it starts with like the the Arabian Nights song. Um, I won't really give any spoilers to the film. I'll just say that um, if you've watched the original Aladdin, it it kind of follows the same sort of thing. So um, I don't think I'm spoiling too much when I talk about it. Um, but about I won't I won't talk about it too much uh in detail about what happens and things like that. Uh so yeah, it starts off with like The Arabian Nights song um as you see like a sweeping camera of um the city that they're in. Um and it goes through like all the different places uh through like the the little shops and stalls and things over to the palace and all that sort of thing. Um and then sort of like the cartoon it goes to um Jafar um and him trying to get someone to go into the cave of the cave of wonders i think it is i, I can't remember um but yeah it follows follows the uh the film pretty much um it looks absolutely magnificent uh it's such a spectacular looking film um everything looks Perfect and it's bright and colourful, um, especially the scene with uh, the the part where the genie makes um, Aladdin a prince. That part is it's so colourful and bright and and uh, it looks absolutely amazing, as you would expect with like a Disney film. Um, but like in the cartoons, they can, they can just draw that sort of stuff. Um, but, in a live action, they have to get all of this to work together so it 's really um really awesome really how they've they 've got everything to come together for that one piece uh, so that 's really cool um, a couple of comparisons uh will Smith plays the genie in the new Aladdin film uh now i 'm a massive fan of Robin Williams and a lot of stuff that Robin Williams has done. Uh, one of them being the genie in the original added film. And I'm going to say that Will Smith... He doesn't do an impression of Robin Williams. He does try and make it his own, which is quite good. Because you don't want someone doing an impression of, of something that you've already seen. Uh, That's pretty pointless. So he does try and make the genie his own. Um, although he has been a music artist like doing rap songs and stuff like that I don't feel that the songs suit Will Smith's style uh, and I feel that they've changed the songs a little bit to suit Will Smith a little bit more um, making the genie rap a little more than, than singing um, which is fine because it, it makes it a little bit more up to date and um, maybe what maybe that's what they were after to make it more current um, but yeah, the genie beatboxes at one point, and that's uh, it's a bit cringy if I'm honest. So um, yeah, that's that's good. They they keep a few of the original lines from the uh, the original film. They keep some of the lines in there, like um, all the great power in an itty bitty living space. Um, and again, Will Smith's delivery of that is a little bit cheesy. Um, so that, that's really the only thing that kind of, the cheesiness of it and the, the almost pantomime-ish part of the film um, sort of lets it down a little bit but on a whole I, I really enjoyed it um, and I think they did a great job of reimagining the cartoon into a live action sort of thing um, so yeah I, I really enjoyed it, I'd say I'd definitely watch it again Um uh, the other actors in the film, the guy who plays Jafar, um, he was really good. Um, the princess was really good at and uh, has an absolutely amazing singing voice. Um, her parts of it are, are really good. Um, so yeah, that, that's sort of uh, my take on the new Aladdin film compared to the original. There's um, there's a lot of lot of different things I could go into and in like talk about, but it, it's it's. Pretty much similar to the original film. There's a few twists where they've done a few different things. Um, you know, they've 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 done a couple of plot points a little bit differently. Um, the whole point where they get trapped in the cave um, is great as well. Um, will Smith, I, I I've ragged on Will Smith a little bit there. To be fair, I will say like he's got really good comedic timing in it and uh, the comedy aspect of it is really good throughout the film. They do a really good job of um keeping it upbeat and um they give the genie a little bit more of a, a storyline in this one rather than in the original where he was just um the genie who wanted to be set through he gets he gets a little bit um a little bit more of an arc like a story arc in in the film as well. Um so yeah really enjoyed it um really good definitely get out to the cinema and go go see it if you can um it's out in the UK now I'm pretty sure it'll be out in America and and different places um but I want to talk about another film as well while I'm here um I went on Thursday night there's a in Sheffield at the moment there's a uh, a film festival going on and I think it's called Sheffield Doc Fest or something like that um and it's basically independent artists can release their films and get them seen over this little film festival that's that's going on in Sheffield at the moment. Uh, the new Maradona film has been uh, released through this, uh, so you can go and watch that. But the one I went to go and watch was a film by Cosmic Joke, uh, the producer of Cosmic Joke, uh, which is a company with um, Alex, Shona and Matt, um they've done a really really good film really great thing um it's called great pretenders um and it is a documentary style film where it follows a good few different uh tribute acts um and they go to a uh, they go to a tribute act festival um where it's all sort of like you can see like ACDC Tribute Act and, uh, I'm forgetting who's on, like a Queen Tribute Act and stuff like that. So there's there's quite a lot of bands in there and you think, oh, that's fine, you know. People, people tend to uh, go and see like Tribute Acts of Acts that aren't current at the moment, so maybe they wouldn't be able to go and see them uh live like the proper band live so that's why you'd go and I mean that's what I think. I think that's why you'd go and see a tribute band if if you can't really get to see the original act, you can go and see something that's hopefully along the same lines as being being quite good. Um but yeah the film follows a few different people. They have interviews with a few different bands. It starts with a a, a slade tribute act, um, who are pretty cool. They're you know they're they're quite good. Um And then goes on to, like I said, like an ACDC, um, there's a Queen tribute act in there. There's a Stone Roses tribute act who, um, the interview with them is, is pretty cool. And it's basically just bands describing, um, why they went into doing, um, what they're doing for like, for like a living now for, for the most part for some of them, um, there's also a uh, a Morrissey tribute act in there, or a Smiths tribute act, I should say, not not just Morrissey. The guy who's in the tribute band looks like Morrissey; it is ridiculous. Um, but yeah, the movie is about I think it's about eighty three minutes long, something like that. About between eighty eighty five minutes long, something like that. Um, we went to the Sheffield fest to see it. Uh, if you know where the Howard Pub is in Sheffield, uh, they put an outside screen. Um, against the back wall of the Howard pub uh, set out loads of deck chairs in this little bit of grass this grassed off area like, um, and uh, yeah we sat in deck chairs on a uh, let's say a normal British summertime evening <laughs> so it was wind day it rained and then it, in a matter of seconds it all cleaned, cleared up and then it was nice again um, and quite sunny. Uh so yeah we sat outside watching watching this movie. Um and yeah I really enjoyed it. Uh definitely something you should check out uh from the Cosmic Joke team. Uh hopefully at some point we can get those guys on uh for an interview on the podcast. Um I've previously done a radio show with them, uh so I know them quite well. And uh yeah they're always a laugh to uh to get in. So hopefully we'll be getting uh them onto the show soon and uh, yeah definitely check out their film Um, if you can see it at any point I don't know what their plans are to release anything but um, maybe we can get an answer on that for you Uh, but yeah check out Great Pretenders by uh, the Cosmic Joke Company So let's go to the main part of the podcast. Uh, this is an interview with my friend Bill. Um, we start talking about um, a, well, a new project that we're going to start doing. Um, I won't tell you too much about it here because uh, it's all explained in the interview. So we start talking about that, um, which is Batman related. Uh, we talk about Batman for quite a while. Uh, and then we start talking about games and I believe we talk about movies as well. Um and yeah, so I uh, had a good chat with, uh, with Bill, and uh, I hope you enjoy this interview. I'm here sat at my friend Bill's house. Hello. I'm not so bad,
1: how are
0: you? I'm all right. We've are had we... this conversation. We had well, we're bonfire. kind of bad because we've just had some lunch, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> I... <laughs> See what you've got to think about now is if you reference anything that we talked about while we we're having lunch no one else is going to know what we're going to on about this happened in the last interview I did with Edron Dagger Lewis kept referencing things we were talking about 20 minutes before we press record <laughs> so,
1: so nobody's going to understand why we're talking about Abba then
0: no I mean mm. you can explain about Abba if you want to
1: I might just sing something a bit when it's not expected
0: please don't I've heard your singing voice many a times I haven't been drinking it not matter, though does it still awful.
1: Well yeah but it gets worse when I've been drinking.
0: (laughs) A lot of things get worse when you've been drinking. (laughs) Uh, If you can't tell I've been friends with William for quite a long time. 20 years. Is it 20 years? Exactly 20 years. 20 years
1: this year yeah. Since i first met
0: him. Yeah that sounds about right.
1: Yeah that is a long time.
0: It is. Um, so the reason you're on the podcast today is I wanted to talk about something new we're going to be starting, and then just have a chat about some other stuff.
1: Yeah. First of all, I just want to say to Tim and to Sean, I was quite upset that you insulted me when, when you were on Chris's podcast, so you both wankers.
0: <laughs> Fair. All right, I've said my piece now. I'm done. Okay. Fair enough. Um... Yeah, so we're going to start a podcast about the
1: 1966 Batman. The one that goes... Batman!
0: See, told you you can't sing. You are currently drinking out of a Batman cup. I am,
1: that's purely coincidental. I've been drinking out of it since this morning, not this same cup of tea. I just got it off the rack this morning when I made a cup of tea and I can't bother to wash it and get a clean one. Fair enough.
0: Um, yeah, are you excited about starting a podcast about Batman?
1: I am. It's <coughs> excuse me. It's an awfully long time since I've watched any of the '60s Batman, <laughs> and um, I mean, I'm we, sure when we watch it, there'll be bits that I recognise. But I, I don't think it'll be a great deal, so it'd be like yeah. watching it.
0: I mean, we don't have to specifically keep it to the '66 Batman. We can, we can move over to maybe like Batman and Robin or something like that. We could watch that.
1: What's that? Batman and Robin. Is it Batman
0: and Robin? The George Clooney one? Oh, that film.
1: Oh, God, you mean the film. No, I'm not watching that. I don't care. Even if we're going for ultimate Batman completeness, I'm not watching that.
0: It is dreadful. So, is Batman like your favourite superhero?
1: Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he hasn't got any magic powers or anything. He's just a bloke who's got a lot of money and he's ten men. (laughs)
0: <laughs> what got you into liking Batman? Like what was what was the first thing you saw?
1: Oh well, I don't know. As long as I can remember, I guess I was a kid. Um Yeah. In fact um, in fact it may well have been the sixties one. I remember going to my grandmother's in North Wales and there was some of my uncle's old toys with a little kid and he had a Batmobile it was still there from you know from the sixties series. So possibly that possibly even before that, I don't know.
0: Okay. Um and we're gonna do audio commentaries on it, aren't we? I think. I think that's what we We did discuss, discuss. this a long
1: time ago, didn't we? And then we just yeah. haven't really got around to it. Um, but, but yeah, it's um it's gonna be interesting and I've never really done anything like this or any kind of discussion about things while I'm while I'm watching it or any kind of reviewing of a film or TV or anything like that. So I need to be able to get beyond saying, well that's pretty good that. I need to actually (laughs) well that's rubbish I need to actually put some (laughs) some meat on the bones with that so that's going to be a challenge
0: Um, yeah out of interest who's your favourite Batman like from anything from the 66 one or like the the pre sixty six, like the fifty sort of TV commercial things, if you saw well,
1: them. There are really old Bat series as well, aren't they? From yeah. the thirties and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. that I didn't even know existed until relatively recently. Um, it's hard to look beyond the Nolan Batmans, to be honest, uh, because I think they were like, closest to the, certain of the comics I read in the early mid nineties and stuff like that. So that was that for me. That was the peak of the comic here as well. I've got, you know, I've, I've got collections of old ones and stuff like that. But there's um, that was the Nightfall Saga, when Bane broke Batman's back, and somebody else took over, and then, um, and then Bruce Wayne had to come back. It went on for well, a few years. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, that was, was about ninety four, ninety five when all that was kicking off. So,
0: I mean, we will do research when we're we're doing the actual thing we're not just going to pick dates out of his head no probably not Um. it's Batman's 80th birthday this year isn't it what like from the first original incarnation
1: yeah right so I understand yeah um, yeah because there's been a bit there's loads of stuff going off about it um yeah, there's been there's been all sorts of stuff going off, and you know, on, I've seen on the internet and places like Zavi, which of course no longer exists as a natural shop, but they still have an online presence. They do loads of stuff like this, and I noticed, coming up on their email um, distribution list from when I bought stuff from before, they're doing things about uh, Batman's eightieth birthday, uh, and I think there's a, well there is, yeah, in fact there is, because I, I pre-ordered a special, a special graphic novel that comes out in June. Celebrating the 80th
0: birthday. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, yeah, so you're picking the Nolan one. as like, like the best. You think well, what the best one was. And <laughs> is, it, is it for the stories or is it like for the actual portrayal of a Batman?
1: I think, yeah, the portrayal of Batman, particularly in Batman Begins and then in The Dark Knight. So you've got Heath Ledger as the Joker as well, who's completely unhinged I mean you know in the comics his skin is actually white allegedly from falling into chemicals or something like that in the in the uh, TV in um, the Dark Knight it's obviously makeup Mm -hmm. I mean but they don't give you any background but the way he behaves you know where where he portrayed the Joker and stuff like that I think was quite close to some of the the really unhinged when it's not like a cartoon villain like it is in the 60s Batman series and it wasn't Mm -hmm. when he's actually you know completely unhinged sociopath or something like that sociopath psychopath, I can't remember the differences in which one would reply, or maybe both in this case I don't know but either way not very pleasant
0: um, my favourite joke is Mark Hamill from the cartoons
1: see I've <laughs> I've only seen a
0: few of the cartoons the
1: bits I've seen he's, I know he's, he's supposed to be brilliant I've had more experience of him doing the voices in the Arkham games yeah um which he got, of course, because he'd done you know such a good job in, in the cartoon series along with Kevin Conroy who did Batman. Yeah. And uh, they were both excellent. You know, they both fitted those characters very well. And I think the games, particularly the uh, the first one, Arkham Asylum, was just brilliant. I must have played that through about three or four times. But I still love it.
0: Yeah, I've got the last one, on PS Four, and I've not. I found it struggled to get through it.
1: I've I've got it. I got it when I bought my PS Four, but I haven't really played much on my PS Four since I bought it earlier on this year. To be honest, um, I keep, I need to find some time to sit down and like properly hammer through it. Once I get into it, I think I'll be I'll be really into it. But I started it and then I haven't even turned on my PS Four for a couple of months, so I need to actually get into it and then crack on. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, going on about games. And what was your all-time favorite game?
1: Of any game or that yeah, game Just
0: any game whatsoever. Oh now then. Um, I apologize if the people at home can hear me slurping tea. <laughs> if
1: you had a shave, it'd probably be easy for you to drink tea. Shut up. Um yeah, so there's a few. I, I think well, as I already said the um, Arkham Asylum the, the Grand Theft Auto series, San Andreas. I absolutely loved that one. Um, I think it had the best soundtrack out of all the Grand Theft Autos as well. Um, particularly like the the early nineties, that uh, like gangster hip hop stuff. That was great. I mm-hmm. Love driving around in what was supposed to be.
0: Um, the one that had Axl Rose on it as well doing the presenting on the rock radio station.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I know it had lots of lots of famous people on it, but I, I couldn't honestly couldn't tell you. It has got um um Sean Ryder in it though
0: right yeah Sean I, Ryder from
1: Happy Mondays is I one of the I
0: vaguely remember something about
1: this and, and Danny Dyer Th- those two come together uh, James Woods in it is in it uh, who else is in it oh um what's his name Oh, Dennis Hopper Dennis Hopper's in right, it okay yeah um he plays a uh, conspiracy theorist James Woods is like a really shady government agent um and then there's various people I think from like the hip hop community and stuff like that and obviously there's a couple of characters modelled on real life people there's one one of the, one of the not the main character but one of his mates Ryder is obviously supposed to be easy from NWA and stuff like that right, so, yeah. so that that's that's the top one I always loved um, Championship Manager Football Manager mm-hmm. um, I haven't played the rec- one of the more recent ones but certainly the, the older ones I played a lot of and Star Wars Dark, um, dark Forces 2 Jedi Knight that's a classic have you ever played that one? no I don't think so alright so it's a first person shooter and you play this character from the old Star Wars expanded universe before they cancelled it all out with them um, you know in the introduction of the, of the 2015 uh, Force Awakens film and there's a character called Kyle Katarn and you play him and the. Uh, it's the first person when you go through the Star Wars universe you know, shortly after the end of Return of the Jedi, and then eventually you become a Jedi and you get a lightsaber, and you know depending on your actions during the game, you end up as a you know a Jedi or a Sith, and you get different Force powers associated with it. So yeah, that that's certainly up there. And what was that? One? That was on PC, that one. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and it was it was quite an early one, and you know for for three D acceleration, so I think it was about nineteen ninety seven but it still holds up i played it i played it through again just quite recently obviously some of it's quite the graphics you would say are obviously a letdown compared to now but that's with 22 years on mm-hmm. and you know a lot of the scenery actually doesn't hold up too badly you know particularly you know, it's a sci-fi kind of setting and you in ships and stuff so it doesn't really matter it's just not got quite the same level of texture as perhaps a modern game might have but some of the character models are a bit blocking but still I think it's a great game Love it mm.
0: I think my favourites Were probably The Monkey Island series I never played that That I had for I think it was probably um, The Amiga I think the first one Came out on.
1: Oh, I, I never had Amiga I Played on mates But I never had them Um
0: So there, there was three of them And I got I got I think The third one For the PC I ended up getting them All for the PC So I could replay them um, And they were always Really good they're like quite funny
1: uh, you know I don't even know what they're about I've heard of them
0: it's that's... it's a pirate called Guybrush Threepwood right. he's basically not really a pirate he's just like a just a normal person and he wants to be a pirate so in the first game you have to train to be a pirate and you have to go and see these different people to learn how to be a pirate um, and have like drinking competitions and like um, when they have a sword fight instead of it being an actual like fight where you press buttons and, and fight it's an insult competition so the first person will be will say something and then you get a list of responses and you have to pick the right response to what they've said and then if you pick the right response then you win like uh, a forward of the yeah of the sword fight until and you basically got to move your opponent back to the other side of the screen by winning this sword fight, it sounds shit but it is really good um and they were just right funny all the way through um, I don't know if you you'll probably still be able to get them on something I'm not sure what um,
1: probably you can get them for emulated and stuff like that and yeah. there's that
0: website now uh,
1: GOG good old games dot com and they do stuff that's generally as well I think I, I haven't actually downloaded it from there but you know you, you can get it and it's they've tweaked it so it works with modern systems I think on, on and on stuff that perhaps wouldn't work on it right so that that really annoys the crap out of me. When you back, you know, I've just obviously I've just been talking about Star Wars game, but other old PC games. Some of them don't work on on, on my modern Windows ten PC, which is quite annoying. Yeah.
0: Um, I've got an N sixty four. And half of the games that I've got for it don't work because it says the TV resolution's different or something. To so what the game is, I don't know. I don't know how to fix it.
1: Maybe you need to get, old, get your hands on an old TV, an old yeah. CRT TV. Maybe. Mm. My, my stance works on my television. It's connected up in the other room. Yeah. Mario World didn't Of course, that was a classic game. Mario World, Mario Kart. Um, you know, from the, the, the old era. And I, I used to love Sonic the Hedgehog on my Game Gear.
0: So I like Sonic, but I preferred Mario Brothers. Because like, they were like the big two games, weren't they? Yeah. Um, and I always preferred Mario Brothers to Sonic, but I never, other than the N sixty four, I never had a Nintendo, so it was always when I went around to my friend's house or something we'd play on it. Um, I just, Sonic was good, but I just didn't think it was as good as Mario Brothers.
1: So, yeah, I mean, I know you mean, obviously we're same age, but for me, you know, you were Sonic or you sorry, you were Sega or you were a Nintendo, and yeah, yeah. I was Sega. I had my Game Gear, but I used to go around to mates and we'd play Mario on his on his SNES. I got a SNES later on So, but I never, I didn't have a NES I never had a Mega Drive either so hmm. the, I, have, I have got my Game Gear upstairs but I don't know if it still works because I can't find the charger for it so I need to find that charger somewhere in my parents' house or another charger that will fit I am worried because I understand that they built them with really shoddy cheap components right. uh, and the capacitors inside them can fail that, so there's every chance it doesn't work which would be disappointing so I've got quite a few Decent games on the side From Sonic Love a bit of Mortal Kombat On that oh, I've just got Mortal Kombat 11 Oh I know you've been Talking about it a bit fucking right good
0: just wasted hours Of things I could I could be doing Like useful things But I've just wasted hours I know but But it's so good
1: But I, see I, I had the original Mortal Kombat And there was a big yeah. furore when it when it came out Because it was so violent mm. And um, and you had the blood sheet you could put on it, and it had the most unconvincing blood, but it also yeah. changed the fatalities, so it went from just punching somebody a bit harder and they fell fell over, because <laughs> you didn't have because it, it was the Game Gear one, it was a very limited thing. You had fewer characters, and you, you did you had like on the on the main one that you could get on the Mega Drive or you played in the arcade. There was one level where you were on a thing and you could punch somebody up in the air, and then they went past dropped down past the platform, and landed on spikes. You couldn't do that on the Game Gear. But there were other ones that it did introduce, like, um, there's one way you could rip somebody's head off, I can't which character it was, and things like that. So it's good bringing them in, even though it, had, it looked like you just spilled a bit of ketchup on your screen with the, the actual, what it claimed was blood.
0: On on this one, they brought, I, I, I haven't played all of the Mortal Kombat, so I've missed a few out. Um, I had 10, and I've obviously bought 11. On 11, they've brought back a feature from like an old one. Uh, not one of the original two. I think it might have been like four or five or something like that, where you instead of doing a fatality, you do something else and it gives your opponent a bit of life back so you can just beat them again. All right, that's <laughs> news to me. That one, yeah. It's, I can't remember what they call it, but like apparently there's like a big thing about it at the minute because there's Mortal Combat tournaments like where people are playing for money, and people are doing this thing where they give. The health back to people just to beat him again and then, and then all the geeks are kicking off about it because <laughs> it's disrespectful apparently yeah
1: that would be incredibly annoying if you were on the receiving end of that I, I
0: imagine I would lose my temper about that You're Like he's beating you once and he's just getting you enough energy back so he can beat you again just to prove he's better
1: yeah I imagine I'd probably flip like that that time we were playing what was it some wrestling game on your, your uh, playstation
0: I think it was like 2k16 or something like that no 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 it
1: was long long ago right was, was it yeah it was on the PS two.
0: Oh, a bit like a SmackDown or a yeah, it was something, or something like that. Like yeah. Like, yeah.
1: And I got a face on. Uh, like here comes the pain or something. Yeah, and you, you just, you were loving it, and I got a face on, got Marty, and walked out.
0: <laughs> you thought it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and there's always the uh, there's always the FIFA battles we've had. Oh, there were some classics, are not there? Where I'm, I'm pretty sure you might be just ahead on wins. But it is pretty close. But so there is some occasions where you've lost your shit and thrown the controller. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like
1: you say, maybe I'm just ahead, maybe not. But whatever it is, it's very close. But sometimes we play and, you know, we might, I might beat you or you might be like beat me seven or eight games on the bounce. Mm-hmm. And it was just no explanation for it, you know, because we'd be the same teams and stuff like that, and still that would happen. Um, you I, beat me more recently, just because I haven't played it a great deal for years.
0: That day we had that 90-minute game.
1: It ended up like 60-40 or something like that, <laughs> and it was ridiculous. I mean, I suppose you could say it's the equivalent of 3-2. Yeah,
0: um, but I wish they still did 90-minute games. Is it not on the No, I think, I think the most you can do is 20-minute halves. Yeah. because uh, they've cut it down. Because like um, whoever E A or whoever produces like the FIFA stuff, whoever controls that sort of thing, have decided that um, the parents were of kids were getting face on because kids were playing like ninety minutes of football and not actually doing anything else, and they were spending all the time playing football on, on the well, PlayStation. All they do is just play more games. Yeah. Exactly. So. Well,
1: that's, that's rubbish.
0: Yeah. I mean, gone are the days where you can put Gran Turismo on and stay on for 24 hours.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I did I did some some 24-hour races on... So I didn't have a PlayStation. I had a PlayStation 2. Uh, so I had Gran Turismo 3. When I bought my PlayStation 2 was when Gran Turismo 3 came out. I bought that edition. It came in the red box with mm-hmm. Gran Turismo artwork. And I played an awful lot of that and Gran Turismo 4. And there were some 24-hour endurance races on them. I didn't sit and do them in the city, and go on 24-hour sitting. Yeah. You know, I actually... I'd do a couple of hours, pause it, and then wander off. Mm. It probably took me about three days
0: to actually get through it. but. Well, when, I think it was when I'd just left school, which I, it might have been two. My been grandchildren or two. Um, there was four of us, four or five of us, I can't remember. Um, and we decided we were going to do it. Um, so we all started, and we all did like a couple of hours on it and pissed around or whatever. And then two of us went home. Got some sleep and then we, when we woke up we went back to this person's house, picked the game up and then they went and had to sleep, and it was like a proper we were like yeah this is like proper racing. Like,
1: that that is classic <laughs> If you it doing a relay like that, yeah. I was just thought <laughs> like,
0: let's call it, it. But yeah, I'm pretty sure like maybe Gran Turismo can still do the twenty four hour thing. I'm not sure. Um, Probably
1: the, the last one I had was PS was um, Grand Turismo five. But actually, I, I I got that when I got on PS Two. I didn't play it a great deal, so I don't know. I know there's been a couple more since. There's well, been Gran Turismo Six and then Gran Turismo Sports and like that. But I haven't got them. But three and four, I yeah, I played a serious amount of them. You know, I collected hundreds of cars on them both and stuff like that. Mm. I loved them. And they have, they have great soundtracks as well. And did you know Gran Turismo Four was one of about two or three games available on the PS Two that actually, you, it would output in ten eighty so like HD rather than just normal oh, okay. yeah, I don't know how you did it but you know you must have had some kind of specialist connected for it but I, know, I think I'm not even sure if it was the European version of it may have only been the North American version or something like that. but I know that's one of two or three games that were available on the PS2 that yeah.
0: had some kind of HD output yeah Um I don't really know anything about that sort of shit I just put it on and play it I don't care what. I mean I obviously care what it looks like if it looks like shit it's, it's bad to watch it but like Generally, I can put it with if it's not, like, the highest quality. Yeah, but I remember you
1: bringing your PS3 round to my house, well, flat, as it was, bring round around to my flat years ago, and you'd never plugged it in via an HDMI cable to an HDTV. And you got the, the scarlet, you know, like, why not try this? And you were like, oh, my God, this is amazing.
0: It did look a lot better. Well, it is. Um, but, yeah, it's just, you know... I can deal with it if it's not massive. Unless it's, like, really shit. Yeah. Because... Um, uh, the Street Fighter collection that I've got. um, It's all the Street Fighter games that ever released on one disc. Um, and playing Street Fighter 1 and 2 and like 2 Turbo or whatever the fuck it was called. It's the same graphics as it was back then. And it's awful to try and play. I never played the
1: original Street Fighter. I've got Street Fighter 2 Turbo, I've got the one on Miss Nez it's the one in, in the in the metal box and it came with a little badge unfortunately the the box got ruined um, when I was moving house it was in a cupboard at my parents and there was a, a leak in the roof from the cupboard was n- and it's, it, it ruined their snares I had to buy new snares found one Online and the, the games all seemed to work but it damaged some of the boxes which I'm absolutely gutted about particularly mm. this this tin one it's all rusted essentially so I had that in mint condition as well but the game still works mm. um I remember, you know, it's SNES games were like 60 quid in the early, early 90s. If you translate to what that costs now, it must be about 100 quid a game. Yeah. And people, you know, I object to paying, I haven't bought it yet, the right. 50 quid a game for things like uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. Mm. Oh,
0: it's so it. worth it though.
1: Well, I know it's very good. <laughs> the thing is, when I know it's going to come down. And we were discussing this before we started recording saying that I, I, I object to paying loads of money for games when if you wait a few months, you can get them second-hand. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you might pay 20 quid or even less. You know, I, we went through a phase of playing uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, didn't we? Yeah. O- online. And I bought all three of them from CEX in town. I think I paid a tenner for all, you know, for the three of them together. Whereas they were like 40, 50 quid each when they came out. Yeah. And there's not a lot of game in them, really, you know. No, no. The, the, the sing, certainly the single player. I know they set up to play online. Mm. But I could never be able to play on proper online. I think because I'm just not good enough. I was all right against you. Yeah. <laughs> as soon as I. As you soon as were, I... you were
0: far better at that than I was. But... It was literally I would walk out of the corner and you just shoot me in the face.
1: Yeah, but... but that's the thing though. But that was like when I tried to play online properly with, with other people. I, yeah, I didn't even see people when I dead, and I was dead. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. That's
0: not, it's not worth it. Um, there's a game out at the minute called I'm sure it's called Apex Legend or something like, or Apex Legends. I'm not sure. Not really looked into it. Um, it was one of them nights where I was just looking at YouTube stuff, started looking at games, uh, like game trailers and stuff to see if there's anything out I wanted to buy. And then it went on to someone's like either YouTube stream or Twitch stream or something like that. And I ended up watching this guy play this game for like 10, 15 minutes or something like that. And I was like, this actually looks really good. And I've looked into it and on the PlayStation 4 you can get it for free. All right. But if you want to buy it, if you want to do anything else, you, you get like the box standard game for free. Um, but then, like, I think if you want to get better at it, you've got to buy packs and you put the money in that way. Like they sell you different guns and stuff for certain amounts of money, so you have to you end up having to put money into it. Uh, and there's something ridiculous, like some packs are like hundred and fifty pounds. It's
1: ridiculous so this is what I hate about modern games you know all these microtransactions where you have to buy extra bits and, stuff. Yeah. and it's a, a lot of rubbish that. that was the thing with, with with old games when stuff wasn't online you bought a game and you put it in and you played it and with, with PC games you know certainly towards the end of the 90s you might need to patch stuff but because everyone's internet was crap at the time it was only a, at most like a couple of megabytes and even yeah. that would take half a day to download on your dial-up
0: yeah
1: uh, and somebody picked the phone up because it ruined it. <laughs> um, so, as you, and I used to get stuff. I used to buy magazines. I will tell you what was a good one for that. It was um, Half Life. Did you ever play Half Life?
0: Um, yes, I played Half Life Two. I think. Right, I've I've got Half Life Two, but I've still
1: never got around to playing it. But the original Half Life was amazing. Um, but so they did Half Life, and then they did a couple of
0: definitely going to bring you Fallout Four then. You
1: like that right well, I haven't played the other one yet but I know I've been wanting to but yeah Half-Life there was that which was that game of the year everywhere and then they did a couple of expansion packs but you bought them as separate expansion packs mm-hmm. so there's one new Half-Life this free scientist Gordon Freeman where this massive science experiment went wrong and loads of aliens started teleporting in but you ended up the the, the government sending troops to kill everybody including all the scientists but in, in one of the expansion packs Opposing force, you got to play one of these soldiers, and they did another one, Blue Shift, where you got to play one of the security guards that you interact with every now and again in the original game. So they were brilliant, but what they also did, it had a really good modern community, and people would, um, you know, create their own levels or even essentially use the the structure of Half Life to create new games. You know, and things like Counter Strike came out of that, and um, you could buy magazines I used to buy a couple of them every now and again when they had good stuff in the and the CDs they used to put with the games and you get loads of extra levels that people created. And some of them were rubbish. Yeah. But some of them were really, really good. And you know, you get a CD full. So you, you know you get hours and hours of extra play out of a game. Yeah. And you know, all it cost you was the magazine, so mm. five quid or something like that. Yeah. That's certainly none of this crap where you have to buy extra just to play the game you're doing now. Yeah. You know, I don't like that. I know EA... I, I haven't really played any modern EA games. And, but like you were saying with it, I know they've got the, the sports stuff. and They had the most recent Star Wars games, didn't they? And I haven't played them. The Battlefront yeah, ones. Yeah, Battlefront good.
0: They're quite good, I know they're, they're, good, the I know they're supposed ones. to be good, but
1: I've heard a lot of people chuntering about all the microtransaction stuff if you want to get into it. I, I don't know, because I haven't played
0: them. No. I mean, I've, I've pretty much... I've got both games, and I've never spent any money on them. Right, okay. And I'm, I quite enjoy them. So... Yeah, well, I mean it, it, I, the, the, there is the money aspect if you want it I think you can buy you can put money into it and buy different things but I just don't bother it's probably why i so shitty
1: well that could be it yeah <laughs> I think EA used to make amazing Gibbs. Um again okay, going back to my SNES I spent so much time playing NHL 96 on the SNES I used to love that I played season after season after season on that Uh, I was always Montreal Canadiens and I built up this amazing team that I won every game but I just played it over and over and over again Um, and of course they did all the FIFA ones at the time but they did other stuff as well so do you remember did you ever play oh Desert Strike
0: no I don't think so do
1: you know what it's about you, you were a helicopter yeah 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 helicopter and it was like set it was maybe just after Gulf War, the first Gulf War, and mm-hmm. you Apache helicopter and you
0: went around. Or maybe I did play Desert Strike.
1: Yeah, I think. They I went liked. around just shooting tanks and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's quite a lot of fun. I think they, that was an EA game. So they did make some good games. But the I, I don't know, I, I get the impression they were a lot more respected as a as a company then than they are now. But
0: They just do, I think they just do sports games now. I d I don't know if they do anything else. Well they do that Star Wars one. Or is
1: that oh is that any it, yeah yeah <laughs> right yeah they've certainly got the license for those two recent Star Wars games because it always used to be LucasArts didn't it yes but then when That's what Monkey Island was as well yeah Lucas when Stars. Disney bought Star Wars they bought LucasArts and everything like right. that and then I think I think it, I think they shut LucasArts down I don't, I don't know but, which was a shame because they, they did some quality games another another Star Wars game I loved was the X-Wing series where it was uh, you know you were actually in a an X-Wing or a TIE fighter and like that rather than a third-person perspective. You're actually flying it like in flight flighting. spent a lot of time playing that, but they
0: were ridiculously hard. Mm. I don't get on with like, games, though. To stupidly difficult. Like, I really can't be fucked with any of the Metal Gear Solid stuff. Oh, Metal Gear Solid is not... I mean, it's not massively hard, but like all the sneaking around and having to start... I want a game where I get a gun, and I can just run in a room and just start shooting shit.
1: Well, I mean, you can play Metal Gear Solid like that. And I I can't believe I didn't talk about this earlier on. Um, Metal Gear Solid 2 and 3 in particular, especially Metal Gear Solid 3, that is amazing. And I have played that through a number of times. Um, But you can do it where you run around and shoot people. Or you can do it where you don't shoot anybody and, and and you sneak. And it's actually the first time I played them through I just did it to get to the end of it and then when mm. I've replayed them I've done them sneaking and stuff like that and I'm deliberately not killing anybody and you get loads of rewards for having not killed anybody and not being seen or anything like that and it's quite a challenge it takes bloody ages because you have mm. to just shuffle everywhere and wait for people to walk past but uh, yeah
0: I quite like that right yeah I never really got on with them I had Metal Gear Solid 2 I think I got about halfway through it and I was like oh, fuck this
1: <laughs> Metal Gear Solid 3 is better than Metal Gear Solid 2 Metal Gear Solid 2 is good um again because I didn't have a PlayStation, I didn't actually play Metal Gear Solid all the way through until I had a PS3 and and I downloaded it off the PlayStation store. Um It was good, but of you know, playing it after I was used to what you could do in two and three meant you know, lots of things I wanted to do that I couldn't do mm-hmm. because of the way the game was set up, but still I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I haven't played four. I've got it and I haven't played it all the way through and I haven't got five yet on the PS4. I will get it at some point. Fair enough um, I think that's it with my first first gaming experience I had an acorn electron <laughs> do you even know what an acorn electron is no nope. you must have had the BBC microcomputers at school
0: the, with the green screens and shit
1: uh, and you had the, the, the orange F keys across the top of the screen yeah across possibly. the top of the keyboard sorry yeah possibly
0: yeah so I don't really but, remember much about school
1: no, well, we had them at, at our junior school and most schools did because they were developed especially for schools um, to bring computers into school in the early 80s and they were the, they were, it was the BBC Microcomputer Series they were the ones you got in schools and they had like a, a tan case and then a black keyboard black keys and then bright orange F keys uh, and then Acorn, the company that made them and then they the Acorn Electron for the home user. And uh, the parents bought me one of them. Or some, you know, second hand off somebody my dad used to work with or something like that. And it was one where they had tapes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Tapes. Uh, and at the same time I had that, like, a couple of my mates had Commodore 64s. So we used to go on there because they had the tape games
0: as yeah, well. Yeah, we had a Commodore 64. It had a horrible noise when you were, like, setting it up.
1: Yeah. Oh, and if you were loading the tape up and then the, it went pear shape just as it, as it if you'd sat for 30 minutes of watching the screen flash while it loaded and then you know, you've got to start again that error oh no yeah, the
0: kids who play games these days they don't know the pain no they don't no. know the pain of having to play a computer game
1: they don't know they're born
0: the endurance of just before you putting the game on is yeah. bad enough honestly don't but, know they're born if you, if you wanted to play a game back in like early late 80s early 90s you had to plan that shit ahead
1: Yeah. It wasn't that now and you just you just sat for five minutes at a bus stop and you think, Oh, I'll have a quick blast on my phone while I'm while I wait for the bus. Oh no, 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 no. I mean nobody had mobile phones then, did they, apart from apart from yeah, the big ones. So if you had one of them you were probably some you know, a high powered businessman or maybe a drug dealer or something like that. (laughs) (laughs) And you had Well, I never saw one of these in real life but I have seen them on TV where it was almost like a briefcase with a a, a cord like a cord and phone <laughs> on it I've seen yeah. them uh, I never saw one of those in real life but I, I remember the other ones the big grey ones and they were about the size of a house brick yeah, literally yeah. with a big black aerial stick out at yeah. the top how people carried them because I've, I've seen them on you know people when you see them on TV like they put them inside of the suit jacket and stuff mm. like that well I mean I, I don't know how you do that because how, how you put it in your suit jacket without the the aerial popping up and sticking you in the eye or something like that is its its beyond me. Now, I, you know, if I, when I occasionally have to wear a suit for work, if I put my uh, thing in the pocket, it just slots nice and you wouldn't know it was there. But you—you you, you can't hide one of those old no. phones. No. Again, again, mobile phones.
0: You know, I remember. Oh, here we go! Old man bills coming yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but Ryan, <laughs> Back in right, there, oh, I get ready. Oh, I'll tell you some stories. I will. <laughs>
1: alright yeah this is going to sound a bit like the Monty Python for Yorkshire (laughs) but justify yourself so um, I remember walking out of a GCSE exam in 1998 and we walked out of this exam and this lad got his got his bag from where we had to put our bags for the exam opened the bag up and he got out a mobile phone and turned his mobile phone on and rang his mum to come and pick him up from school and we were just gobsmacked we were Oh my god, he's got a phone! It was just unheard of, and that was that was what well, June nineteen
0: ninety eight. Yeah, what was they? What were they like was it like Nokia's and shit like that back then? Or like Samsungs and stuff on it. I can't think it was, but it was it was really,
1: and it was a bloody big thing as well. Yeah, they were. And they, they didn't was. they didn't do anything, you know. Some of them you even had to, you know. If you wanted to text somebody, you even had to enter the number manually yeah. to send a text. Yeah, you couldn't that. just select the name from the phone book and send a text. Um, I got one a bit later, probably about a year later when I got one. Um, and I had one. I, I bought it off this fellow that we used to work with. and um, I had it for about a week. No, about a month. And I remember I went out on a staff night out. I got absolutely trolleyed and as I was walking back into the house I thought I don't want this going off in the morning when I've got a hangover turned it off never saw it again <laughs> yeah brilliant yeah so I, I assume it's still somewhere at my parents' <laughs> room, so I've never really been able to find it since uh, so I, had, I actually I bought a bought a phone I had a a Siemens C25 it was a little one
0: that's it a Siemens one yeah. yeah
1: and it was, it was little and it had um, it, the big thing about it was it had the tunes the the, the ringtones that were already on it mm-hmm. were programmed in by real DJs and you could program in your own thing so you know you can go on the dial-up internet and find how you could program
0: it it, yeah. took, it took
1: about two hours to program in 15 seconds worth of ringtone mm-hmm. and it was just course, it was just beeps and yeah. they were rubbish but it was amazing it was, it was
0: fantastic back then wasn't it? Oh yeah, you were just like yeah check this out what's that and you were like good to rich do you remember that
1: yeah I was a, but you had to had to send texts by, again, none of this predictive text like or even talking at your phone like you can do now. I, I, I don't know about a Samsung. But you certainly can with an iPhone. You can talk and it'll it'll do the text for you. Um, yeah, you had to tap the letters. And each key had three or four letters on it. You had to tap until you got the right one. Mm-hmm. And so it took a huge, And you know, and the buttons actually pressed as well. It wasn't a screen. It was a <laughs> and it went click click click. Oh, that was that was old school. But then right. So I have, I've had an iPhone since 2014. I got a phone for work for one of my old jobs, and you didn't you didn't get an iPhone straight away. Really. As standard they had iPhones, but you had to just apply for a phone. I got a phone, and eventually it would get, they were in the process of upgrading, so I'd get an iPhone. But in the meantime, I got a phone like one of these old 90s ones, and it even had no, no predictive text, it had the old thing. It was a modern phone. But it just yeah, I had to do the text in the old way, and I have got massive sausage fingers now, and they were tiny little things. So I sent some absolute drivel to people, you know, when I was trying to. I'd be trying to text my boss, say I'm on the train, I'll be getting there uh, such and such a time, and I, halfway through a message, it'd just be, and then and I'd catch the send button and send it So It took me about three goals to send a message. I was doing bit by bit
0: do you think you're the reason they updated it <laughs> we're going to have to update these because Bill keeps sending us fucking rubbish
1: probably yeah it's costing, costing workloads of money and text messages because I it took me three three text messages for every one I was trying to send <laughs> uh, but yeah it was, I'd forgotten how hard it was until I got back to one of them and then eventually they gave me an iPhone it was so much easier uh, my current job they, they've given me a Samsung and I haven't used iPhones now for five years not, not, not a huge fan to be honest no no
0: uh, I don't think I don't know if I've had a Samsung before. Maybe you
1: did, you did, because you had one yeah. when I had one, because I had to put. Um, so I, I got a Samsung in. I had a Samsung Galaxy Ace right. in two thousand and twelve, and I remember you having one about the same time. You had, you had a very similar one, and mine was rubbish. I hated it, and I'd signed up for a two-year contract. And at first, for the first month, I was like, "Oh, this is amazing" because it was the first proper smartphone I had. And then I realised that compared to an iPhone, it was crap. Mm. Uh, oh no! And I was stuck with it for the next twenty three months. So when that finally contract finally came to an end, I was like, "I'm getting an iPhone." And I've had iPhones ever since. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't think I'd ever go back to anything other than iPhone for like. Not like phones anymore, are they? No. I mean, a phone. The phone bit is an option that you have on this device now. Oh, we sound like a right couple of old men. Yeah. <laughs> <there it are. laughs>
1: I'm huh? well, maybe 37 mm, I'm 37. In fact, I'm 37 next week. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean we're not as old as people like Sean, but
0: That's true. We're not as bitter as people like Tim. No. <laughs> they won't have got to this point they'll they turned it off after you called them wankers. Good. <laughs> oh. You want us to talk about film? I do,
1: yeah. So, um I went to see Rocketman on Friday night. I am not a huge Elton John fan, you know, I-, I know the the big ones like everybody else does. Uh but I went along to see it. And actually I also went to see it at the lights. Have you been there? You know the place off off the moor? The new one. Nicole. Yeah.
0: No, I haven't been there. I no. know where it is, but I haven't
1: been. Well you've got your unlimited pass for Cinema, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. So the- it's about the same price but because I, I haven't got an minute pass it makes difference on that. I, I went there first of all the place is amazing so you go in and you can take your, you can get a pint and you can take your pint in with you mm-hmm. uh, and there's a table for you to put your pint on and the all seats right. are like big armchairs you know, these, they're like premium seats anywhere else but they're just the standard seats you sit on it and it reclines right back you have to be careful you don't have to recline too far you end up having a nap and then you put your beer on the table. It's lovely. And there's loads of leg room as well. So even when you're reclined, if somebody wants to get past you so they can go to the toilet or something, Mm -hmm. you don't have to move to get... They can just walk past you. That's how much space there is. So i really like the place. Went to see the film. I expected it to be a bit like... um, Bohemian Rhapsody, which I saw before Christmas. But it wasn't... I enjoyed Bohemian Rhapsody, but Bohemian Rhapsody was... I know it was there were bits of it that were made up and stuff like that, but it was more of a a, a story, you know, a, yeah. a biopic or a bottom biopic, than anyone not to pronounce it, about Freddie Mercury and about Queen. Whereas this, yes, it was all about Elton John, but it was more than a, a straight story like um, Bohemian Rhapsody. This was a musical, and I hate musicals normally. I right. really yeah. hate musicals. I always have done. You know, people talk about how Wonderful Greases or. The Sound of Music. No, thank you. But they managed to do this in a way that it was a musical, but they incorporated his songs into telling the story. Right. Okay. Which I, and they did it in a really good way and I really enjoyed it. And it jumped about a bit because it starts off um, with Taron Egerton. You know the fellow who was in... Um, Is this going to have spoilers? Should we talk no, 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 no. I'm just explaining how it starts. Okay. So Taryn Egerton, who was in Kingsman: Secret Service, mm-hmm. he's, he's Elton John. Right. But yeah, okay. yeah. And it starts off with him walking into this room and it's uh, you know like an Alcoholics Anonymous type person. He walks in and he's got this ridiculous orange devil outfit on. He walks in and sits down and he's like, I'm an addict, I'm a cocaine addict and I'm a sex addict and I'm addicted to shopping and I'm addicted to uh, prescription drugs and all this stuff. And then he starts telling his story and then it jumps to him as a little kid and then follows him through and, you know, and he keeps jumping back to this... Um, in the, in the rehab center and stuff like that. And I, I didn't know anything about him really. I, my knowledge of Elton John is, um, he sang some songs. Mm-hmm. Um, he's married to David Furnish, Furnish, Furnish. Uh, he did the Candle in the Wind for, for Princess Diana. Um, and after that, I'm, 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 I'm running out of stuff to, to you know, <laughs> I, I don't know much else about him. Uh, So this is quite interesting, you know. Learning all, and again, I imagine there are bits of it that are are probably added for dramatic license and stuff like that. But I did did notice in the credits at the end that um, he was listed as an executive executive producer, and David Furness, his husband, was listed as I think as a I can't remember executive producer or producer. So they obviously had some input in the story to you know to try and keep it. But it was quite good because despite them being involved in it to whatever degree it it didn't make any attempt to portray him as a as a nice person when he was messed up on or you know in his addictions and stuff like mm-hmm. that when he he came across as quite a bit of an arsehole which mm-hmm. I imagine most people when they're in that kind of state are so yeah I would certainly recommend going to that and I recommend trying the light cinema
0: very good review yeah thank you <laughs> almost like you thought about that bit yeah yeah
1: well I, I, <laughs> I, I enjoyed Bohemian Rhapsody and, yeah. but I knew a bit more about Queen and I knew I knew more of the music again I didn't know a great deal but I knew more but this one despite knowing less I enjoyed a lot more mm-hmm. so yeah.
0: yeah fair enough uh, did you watch the Motley Crue film?
1: I haven't done yet I heard you talk about it on this the other week mm. but it's on my it's on my Netflix list of things to watch but I'm really way way behind at the moment Fair enough. Is, that, I, I, is that is that is that I, I I can't remember what you said about it now. Have they just done it and following them through as a story? Is it? Isn't...
0: Yeah, pretty much. It's it's again like with the Queen thing that they actually pop up in the in the film and just be like, this bit is a little bit made up to progress the film, and we know we've missed the load out, but right, yeah, <laughs> the film's an hour and a half, <laughs> so they 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 like. It starts with um how they start the band, and then it goes through key aspects of the book, like the big. If you've read the book, um, there's like really the really really good bits of the book are what are in the film. Yeah, I wouldn't be. And saying then this they, movie, they, yeah. they they sort of. Try and segue into each bit, but to condense it into an hour and a half, and I think they've done a really good job. To get all the information in that they have. From like a, a huge fucking book that's from four people's perspective. Yeah,
1: that's that's always the thing, though, isn't it? When you when you make a book into a film, whether it's you know an actual story like that or whether it's a, you know whether it's a novel, mm. it's, you know you're limited by how much you want to write in your novel. Yeah. Um. My favorite. Novel. Is um, The Hunt for an October by Tom Clancy and I mean that's a pretty good film you must have seen the film with, with Sean Connery oh, and
0: Ali Baldwin I that film
1: what's wrong with you man <laughs> it's, it's a brilliant film but you know uh, the, there's so much more in the book but you know had they, had they tried to stick religiously to the book it would have been about six hours long mm. and whilst it adds to the story in the book it doesn't add that much more that would you know make a big difference to the outcome of the story so they've shaved off bits so I enjoyed reading it in the book and I like the book more, but they, they did the right thing with
0: the film, I think. So. Mm. Okay. I have nothing to say on that because I don't like the film.
1: <laughs> I, I can't believe you don't like the film. What about the other ones, like Patriot Games and Clear and Present Danger?
0: I've seen, I haven't movies. seen Patriot Games. I went to the cinema to see Clear and Present Danger. Um, I think that was on a school trip. And we didn't want to go and... Me and my mates didn't want to go and see the films that they'd picked, which was, like, fucking Babe 2 or something like that. So the teacher was just like, all right, yeah, you can go and watch that. Just don't tell anybody. (laughs) So, sorry. (laughs) And we went to watch that. Um, And it was all right. But, yeah. Not massively into, like, that sort of film.
1: Mm, Fair enough. Um... Yes, yeah, so I, I I do love them, I, and I love all that series of books by Tom Clancy. Of course, he's dead now, so he's not gonna write anymore. Um,
0: Be weird if he did.
1: Yeah, yeah, quite weird. <laughs> but the the the, the Ryanverse series, um, were excellent. But of course, there were a number of different people who played Jack Ryan. So, Alec Baldwin in Humphrey October, then Harrison Ford in Patriot Games, and Clear and Present Danger, and then. Um, Ben Affleck in the one you just said you went to see. Some of our fears. <laughs> and then Chris Pine has done a, a spin-off one uh, called Jack Ryan Shadow Recruit, which I haven't watched yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's, you know, again, so he plays that character as well. But um, Patriot Games has got Sean Bean in it, who I'm not a huge fan of, but, no. personally. But for once, he doesn't turn up and go, All right, my name's Sean Bean, and I like Sheffield United and Pies he actually says it with a, with a Northern Irish well an attempt at a Northern <laughs> Irish accent instead because that's what he does in everything else I've admitted I, I haven't been watching um, Game of Thrones which I know he was in at the beginning but yeah. I can't imagine he did anything other than turn up and go alright man name's Sean Bean and i like Sheffield United." and I've
0: watched the first series of Game of Thrones I think I got to about halfway through series three and I just gave up on it I was like, have had enough of this it's just people talking in a shed and then shagging and <laughs> <laughs> now again there's a bit of fighting I was just like I've, I've had enough of this I can't I can't be arsed and then you know ooh a dragon um <laughs> um but yeah he he, he was alright in it to be fair I was like oh fucking hell this has got Sean Bean in it <laughs> and then I thought actually he's not he's not too bad um but yeah, he so, things are always better without him. <laughs> yeah, it... I watched a film with Sean Bean and Danny Dyer in. Um, oh dear. And Danny Dyer was like this shy, sort of recluse type guy. Um, but he wanted to be like he wanted to be like an hard man, so he goes to Sean Bean to like back him up and stuff in... Sean Bean goes, right, I'll teach the art to start of fate. And he walks into this pub, goes up to this guy and just goes, does that want a mech one? And this guy's like, what? <laughs> As he would be if someone came up to him and goes, does that want a mech one? Mech what? A cake? A tea, Fuck yeah. off, Sean Bean. <laughs> no, I haven't seen... Is that Rise of the Foot Soldier? No, it might be, I don't know. So I, I
1: haven't seen it, but I can't I- I'm sure like he's he in was. that. Um, yeah, I mean, Danny Dyer not
0: well he is terrible Danny Dyer's good at what Danny Dyer does and yeah. it's being Danny Dyer
1: yeah <laughs> um, I liked him in Human Traffic
0: yeah it's quite
1: good nice bon bravo yeah <laughs> yeah it's brilliant. that's brilliant I've not seen that film for ages
0: I didn't think you'd like that I fucking love Human Traffic it's very really funny
1: given what it's about I didn't no, I didn't think that would be up your street at all
0: no it's just right really funny Um. That guy, who was, is, it, is he a DJ or does he own a record shop or something? Um, the other guy that's in it. Coop. Might be. flat mate. Yeah, he's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Oh, that's
1: brilliant. Yeah, yeah, because it, it, it shows him pretending to scratch. Yeah. And then it's like, this is, actually, he's rubbish and he doesn't do it. He just, <laughs> he just, he's just pretending and the record <laughs> carries on playing as he's... Yeah, and, he's, and, he's, and, he's, and it shows him in the shop... Talking absolute rubbish, all different people yeah. selling different genres of music to them. Yeah, yeah, it's quality that film. Um, I do like that. It was the first thing I saw of John Simeon as well, right? Really? Yeah, he was he, he, well, it was just a, a good film that. Right? Mm-hmm. And then the other one that was on a, on a similar Similar theme, of course, Kevin
0: and Perry go large. Oh, Not a fan, you don't like that, then? Not a fan of Kevin and Perry. Um, I think. I think I'd just grown out of the Harry Enfield type humour by the time that came out and I was I was on to different things that I, I thought was funnier. I think I may have done
1: had I not enjoyed the music so much. Right. Like you got some quality trance on there, you know, <laughs> late 90s
0: trance. Um, 24-hour party people is quite good. Yeah. I liked that. That was funny. Uh, that was around that time, wasn't it?
1: No, uh, was it? Was it I thought it was more recent than that. I don't know. This is why I can. I M D B is like the best thing ever. <laughs> if we were sat, well, we're sat here now. But if we were sat in a, I could nip upstairs and find the DVD and see what it says. But if we're in a pub, we'd be knackered. But as it is, I can find out whilst we're talking.
0: I want to say it's like two thousand four or something like that. Two thousand
1: two? Bloody hell! Ah. God, I didn't realize it was that that old. Okay. There you go. Well, that was close. Yeah, i mean, I I
0: was. I would have said two thousand and five, six, something like that. Yeah. Great. Do you have anything else you'd like to talk about, as we are approaching the hour um, of the podcast?
1: Other uh, no other. Well, I'm running Doncaster half marathon a week on Sunday. I'm not asking you to sponsor me. I'm not doing it for charity. I just thought I'd mention that.
0: Okay. Just yeah. want to be a fucking pretentious runner.
1: Well, I mean, I could have <laughs> no, been non- really I could have been <laughs> on here begging for money. <laughs> and, but I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm so yeah. Um, quite looking forward to that. Okay. You, you should come along and do it. Oh
0: yeah, I'd be fucking Reagan. really good. Me, wonder where my heart condition running around. Oh yeah, there's that. Right. Well. Thank you for talking to me. Should we get a pub? Yeah, because a really good. In fact, let's mention this. Alright, okay. There's a really good. Well,
1: it's not really a pub. It's a micro pub, near here. So, um, we haven't mentioned, but I live in Hillsborough, and there's a micro pub just on the top side of Hillsborough Park called um, Brass Monkey. Is it Brass Monkey? Yes, Brass Monkey. Brass Uh Monkey, dead monkey, monkey. Good Beastie Bird reference there, yeah. <laughs> Actually, well, they, they've got two. They've got one that's open and one that's about to open in the main bit of Hillsborough, on in, in the Hillsborough Corner. There's Brass Monkey and Northern Monkey. And I can't remember sure around it is, but there's what the, the micro pub is excellent. It's only tiny. It's it's not much bigger than this room really. Well, okay. We're just sat in my dining room. We're not in a, we're not in a big hall or anything. Um, but it's, yeah, it's quality and they serve you know local beers in there. Or if you're into it, there's do, they do, they do gin specialists as well, if you want right, a nice okay. fancy gin and tonic. Um, but yeah, it's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So let's go there. Okay. Thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, thank you. We're gonna pop. See you later.
0: Jeffy Cakes. Run by founder and head baker Beth, Jeffy Cakes is a home baking and cake decorating business. Beth bakes such items as cupcakes, blondies and brownies, as well as baking for special occasions and wedding cakes. All products can be available vegan and gluten free. Smaller products can be found at select wrestling shows such as Breed Pro Wrestling and Southside Wrestling, whereas larger orders can be placed directly for collection or delivery. Based in Wensbury, West Midlands, orders can be delivered to Sheffield, Derbyshire and the nearby areas. To place your order, please get in touch via her social media. On Instagram, at Bethy Jeffy cakes, B-E-T-H-Y-J-E-F-F-Y-C-A-K-E-S. On Twitter, at Jeffy underscore cakes. And email, Jeffy hyphen cakes at hotmail.com. Alternatively, you can visit www.jeffycakes.co.uk. that was the interview with um my friend William um hope you enjoyed that um I did have another interview planned um this week but unfortunately it fell through so um I'm not quite sure what the next interview is going to be for the podcast uh not quite sure when the next episode of the podcast is going to be coming out um because that's thrown a little bit of a spanner in the works but Never mind things like this happen so um, I'll get onto it and I'll start thinking about where I can go next um, with the next interviews and stuff try and get something out for you in the next couple of weeks uh, It shouldn't be too difficult to uh, sort something out um, but yeah if if there is a little bit of a break um, it's because i I haven't been able to set up an interview with anyone or or you know get get some time to do an interview um for the podcast uh because that's pretty much what i want to do i want to i want to keep the core part of the podcast uh an interview based thing where i where i talk to someone else um so that is about the end of this week's podcast um i hope you enjoy it i hope you're looking forward um to the new podcast we're going to be starting i hope you uh you're going to subscribe to that as well um i want to thank everybody for listening Um, to this one and uh, yeah go on to Twitter (laughs) at Wrestling With Pod Um, press the follow button on there also go on to Spotify and iTunes um, and like the podcast, rate the podcast Um, 5 stars helps this podcast uh, get noticed by other people the more 5 star reviews I get Or the more high reviews I get on um, iTunes or Apple Podcasts as it is now. um, The more people see it as like an up and coming sort of podcast. Uh, So that would be quite nice. um, If you could go and do that. I'd really appreciate that. Um, Also want to shout out to my friends up in Scotland. Who are Scott and Liam. They do a podcast called Scott and Liam Versus Evil. Which is a horror movie based podcast. Um, absolutely hilarious if you've got a dark sense of humour you'll absolutely love this podcast if you like horror movies and you've got a dark sense of humour, you'll you'll really really like this podcast, it's a lot of fun um, I believe this week they're going to be putting out their 100th episode um, which is madness and I can't even think about 100 episodes um, of this just yet uh, but hopefully I'll get there one day and uh, yes yeah, just wanted to say, um, well done to those guys for sticking with it and getting to a hundred. Um, and that I absolutely love it. Uh, so yeah, go and check those guys out. Um, go listen to their back catalog and, uh, get up to the hundred. Uh, anything else I can think of off the top of my head? Not really. So, um, I've got a couple of wrestling shows that I'm going to be going to, um, over the next week or so. Um, going to try and get an interview with um, one of the performers um, there so uh, hopefully I'll be back in the near future uh, with another episode in the next couple of weeks Um, but thank you very much for listening as I said go to at WrestleWithPod and uh, give us a follow on there Uh, go to my other podcasts which have been released recently uh, which is High Spots and Chair Shots. Uh, that is a wrestling news podcast, general interest, wrestling general chat. I believe, you know. I think that's what we'd call it. That's uh, me and my friend Chris, who's from the band County Mad Seeds. If you listened to the episode a couple of weeks ago, you heard their new single. Uh, so go and have a listen to that if you're a wrestling fan. And also, if you're a WWE wrestling fan, uh, go to my other podcast, uh, Grandest Stage, which is grandest underscore stage on Twitter. And we are releasing a new episode for WrestleMania 11 um, on Monday. So thank you very much for listening. And
1: we'll catch you next time.